Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The second and final gubernatorial debate was last night. How are Michiganders reacting? I think that they attacked each other a little bit too much. Very, very wild. It was very, very wild, I have to say. It was like a U of M Ohio State football game brawl. With less than two weeks to go until Election Day, in what direction are things trending? And does that even matter? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, a Democrat, and Republican Tudor Dixon, who hopes to unseat Whitmer, took the stage at Oakland University on Tuesday night to debate policy. But in listening to WWJ anchor Tony Ortiz, instead of taking to the podium, they each went right to the mat. The gloves were off as Governor Gretchen Whitmer and her Republican challenger Tudor Dixon squared off in their final debate ahead of the upcoming November election. The two women clashed on everything from handling inflation to school shootings and abortion. Dixon said that despite her views, she would accept the outcome of the vote on the abortion proposal. The people will decide what they want to do on abortion rights in the state of Michigan. Abortion rights will be decided by Proposal 3 or it will be decided by a judge. We already know that that's the case in the state of Michigan. Whitmer, however, claimed Dixon can't be trusted. Mrs. Dixon will tell you here that she'll abide by whatever happens with regard to Ballot Initiative 3. Behind closed doors, she tells her radical special interest group she will do anything necessary to curtail abortion rights. Dixon and Whitmer accused each other of a radical stance on abortion rights. How does that tone sit with people? It's not as if people in Michigan haven't heard divisive rhetoric before. Certainly, they have. WWJ's Charlie Langton was out and about following the debate and gauging reaction. A lot of reaction from the debate. Many, many watched it, and many said, well, it may have been a lively exchange. V from Detroit, however... Well, I think that they attacked each other a little bit too much. And I think they should have looked for the citizens and the citizens' needs. And then there's Monty who said, oh, yeah, lively debate. But overall thoughts? Very, very wild. It was very, very wild, I have to say. It was like a U of M Ohio State football game brawl last game of the season. Very interesting. I never heard a debate described like a football game. Anyway, voting takes place between now and November 8th. In Southfield, Charlie Langton, WWJ News Radio, 950. As our politics, whether it be local, state, or national, have gotten more divisive, it feels like people from differing sides of the aisle have nothing in common anymore. But that's not always the case. Both Whitmer and Dixon joined WWJ AM 950 this morning. 
The first voice you'll hear is Dixon's, then you'll hear WWJ anchor Jackie Page, followed by Whitmer. I made it clear last night that this should be a parent's decision, that there will be no mandates for children to get the COVID-19 vaccine under a Dixon administration. We're still getting data back every day from different areas. I don't believe it's the right thing to do for our children either. In terms of the COVID vaccines for school children, the CDC obviously uh, recommended that governors across the country make those mandatory for kids entering schools. Would you require the COVID vaccines for school children? No. Okay, that's a solid no. Okay. The topic of schools is not an uncommon priority issue, no matter what the year is. People care about their kids, as they should. In this election cycle, it's been about guns in school and what reading material is available to children at school. This morning on WWJ, the governor was asked if sexually explicit material should be available in school libraries. I don't think they should be available to young children, and they are not available to young children. And I think that's the disappointing thing about the coverage and the debate. This is being used as a wedge to divide a community. The real, the greatest risk to our kids is gun violence. The biggest killer of kids in this country and only in this country is gun violence. We had a shooting in Oxford, miles from where we were last night. My opponent has said the best case scenario is to put more guns in our school so we can have someone to shoot the shooter. I disagree. The best case scenario is, ha- is preventing a shooter in the first place secure storage, background checks, and red flag laws. My opponent offers none of that. She wants more guns and only offers thoughts and prayers. We have to keep our kids safe, and gun violence is the biggest threat. Dixon says the conversations over books and guns don't really belong together. The governor asked you if you believe books are more dangerous than guns. First of all, do you, and what would your policy be on gun legislation? I don't believe that those things are mutually exclusive. I think that we have dangers in both areas, and I think it's flippant to say that you're not taking them both seriously. I take them both very seriously. As I've gone around the state, it's been a number one concern of parents, what's going on with the books in the classroom. And guns are obviously a concern. Like I said last night, I have four daughters that are school age, and and, and that's a concern of mine every day. And I do want to make sure that our schools are hardened, that we have armed security in our schools, that we have one entry point, that we have the mental health help that we need, and that we have people watching to see if we have students that are a potential threat to other students or themselves. Statewide polling has been all over the place. But according to the polling website 538 that combines multiple polls, The governor's lead is sitting at five points, something that is encouraging to the challenging Dixon. Obviously, we think it's fantastic that we're getting the word out, that we've been able to have these two debates. I'm grateful to the governor for doing the two debates. It was a good opportunity for me to get my message out, but also just traveling around the state. As encouraged as we are, we won't slow down. I'll just tell you that. We're going to keep out there. We're going to make sure we keep meeting people and keep coming on shows like yours. And I appreciate you having me today. Whitmer, who notes that the polls have indeed been inconsistent, says she's always expected a tight race. You know, the polls have been all over the board. I've always thought this would be a close race, and it will be a close race, and that's why it's important that people make their plan to vote. This is a high-stakes election. So 
I want to encourage your listeners to make sure that they've made their plan to vote and encourage their loved ones and coworkers and uh, other people in their lives to do so as well. It's really important that the people choose their leaders. A main question still on the minds of voters is disputes over election integrity. Here is Tony Daunt. He's the Republican chair of the State Board of Canvassers. It's their job to eventually certify Michigan's statewide results. It is bipartisan. The vast majority of people are there because they want to help and be part of the system. People should have faith that these results have gone through numerous steps of vetting, that people with both parties have had their eyes on the results, have looked at them, and send that up to us. And our role as the Board of State Canvassers is math to make sure that the staff is added correctly and to certify those results. It's important for people to know that despite having very strong beliefs of my own and disagreeing on matters of of principle or law or interpretation and things like ballot initiatives, uh, constitutional amendments, et cetera. This is a very ministerial duty. This is results coming to us for us to finish the certification so that our results are final And if there are questions from either side, from parties involved, where things run afoul is when you make claims that simply don't hold up, that are not true, that have not been shown or proven in a court of law. We are less than two weeks away from Election Day, as we know, which means the candidates are in full swing. WWJ's Luke Sloan says neither of the women wasted any time following the debate. Whitmer and Dixon back on the campaign trail today, making a big push for voters. Last night's debate was held at Oakland University, and Gretchen Whitmer won't be going far for her first campaign stop since the event. Whitmer will be joined by Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist and Attorney General Dana Nessel in Canton, kicking off her Getting Things Done bus tour. Meanwhile, Republican Tudor Dixon is headed to the west side of the state to speak with voters today. She will host a rally in Benton Harbor as part of her Freedom Tour series. The event will happen at Secret Garden at the Harbor. Luke Sloan, WW. WJ News Radio 950. Do the candidates even have time to make pitches at this point? The Secretary of State's website says that over 770,000 Michiganders have already voted absentee. But the pitches continue. We have delivered the biggest investment in our kids' education. We're going to get them back on track and make Michigan a top 10 state for literacy. We've announced record investments in the auto sector and life sciences. We've brought supply chains home and we are building chips in Michigan. My opponent wants to eviscerate our economic development tools that have helped us land over 30,000 jobs in advanced manufacturing. I always remember I work for the people and I will accept the will of the people in the past election and any future election. We have a great future ahead of us. We have the opportunity to get tutors in our schools to make sure that our kids get back on track to reinforce our police officers and make sure that we have the funding there to get fentanyl off the streets and make Michigan communities safe again. And we have a true plan for economic development to partner with our businesses and help local businesses expand. It seems like for the second time in two years, Michigan will hold an election of the century, whatever that means. The real question is, who can mobilize their base the best? Well, we're about to find out. Big thanks to my WWJ News Radio 950 colleagues for their reporting today. Jackie Page, Brooke Allen, Tony Ortiz, and Luke Sloan. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. 
Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Send us an email to dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.